0: In Salt Lake City in 2002, I was able to go see Team Latvia play Austria. And Latvia won that game. And I've never quite seen a crowd like that. It was a small, a small rink in Provo, Utah. But the Latvians, it seemed like they'd loaded up their entire country and flown them over for the game, including the Prime Minister, who went down between periods and declared in her fur coat that Latvia would win because they kicked the most dogs, or something to that effect. Since then, I've been really excited to see Latvia here in Vancouver, and, well, I guess there's a few reasons to put out, one, I love the underdog, two, I love the passion of the fans, and three, the Latvian people have a colorful and underknown history, right? years was just born at the Soviet, the Soviet Union, and their players were obliged to play for the Soviet teams. Many of them played on Dynamo Riga. And later, when the Soviet Union broke up, it, uh, they were able to go, like, uh, play together as a country. Once again, it represents themselves at the World Championships, led by former Canuck goaltender Archer Zerbe. They beat the Russians at the World Championship in St. Petersburg to them, that was a huge thing. Now, we are here in Canada, if we don't win gold, it's a huge catastrophic failure. For the Latvians, they're just trying to show up and represent and keep this at the big boy table. If the 12 top teams make it to the tournament, they go through qualifications up in the B pool and the C pool, all these different, you know, tournaments and, and whatnot. And they're here, and they, well... I'm sure they came here with the goal of winning the game or two. So far, I've seen two of their three games, and unfortunately, well, they haven't got that win yet. It was the second intermission here as they're playing Slovakia, which is the game that they must have been looking at going, know, yeah, this is a chance that we can win. The Russians, that's a tough, uh, tough tab. The Czechs, oh, yeah, another strong team. The Slovakians, also a strong team, but not quite mentioned the same breath as the, top te- the very top top tier of the team. However, here we are the second intermission, and Lockheed is down five to nothing. And it wasn't until the last five minutes of the second period where they mounted any kind of serious attack at all. The passing's sloppy. They're trying, right? And you know, you got to give it up to the Latvians. Play with heart and, and passion. But so really, the Latvian fans with all their crazy costumes and their colorful jerseys and the burgundy and white, and all, these, and all their history, well, haven't been able to motivate their team enough to get quick get them over that hump. Now, the way this tournament works, they'll go through the, uh, the classification round, because it's unlikely. likely, well, there's no way that they're going to make the, the middle round, even if they win this game, I think. But uh, they'll go through the, the classification round, and, and hopefully they can go home with a win or two just to satiate the passion of the fans here which you know, like since Salt Lake City I thought, like what do you have to do? How how do you save the money to travel literally halfway around the world to do this? And as I've kind of gone down this path of learning about the Latvian hockey fans, the Latvian history have learned a few really interesting things, right? Including that just last week the President and Prime Minister and forgive me if I told you this before, but I'm just gonna roll with it. We're here in town, uh Uh, to do a meet-and-greet with the Latvian, local Latvian community and other fans and the the fans. You see them on the street with their jerseys, my brother's wearing a Latvian jersey, and he's stopped constantly by other people so excited to meet other Latvian fans. And it's to the point where they've even written down the the cheers and the the instructions and the things that you call out for the Latvians to encourage them in the quest. But then another interesting story, two more interesting stories. My buddy Chris, he's of Latvian heritage, and it turns out his grandfather was taken away by the Soviet gulag in Siberia and is starved to death for no other crime than being an intellectual poet. It's like a real life Dr. Zhivago story, right? It's like the poets, the poets were uh, controversial, the poets were dissidents, and they were hauled away, which is just, just a tragedy. His family immigrated to Canada, and this has given him a chance to reconnect with his Latvian. Bruce. And he also met some Latvians who have what could be the first ever Latvian flag uh, as, for Latvia as an independent country. Uh, and you can see all these videos and all this stuff's online, and so you can check this out if you want to dig deeper. But I'm not going to keep you too long with this because it's only a few more minutes until the drops again. But the other story that my brother Dan taught me after being out partying with Latvian occupants is that in order to confuse the enemies, whether it's the Russians or whoever was trying to take them over, to try from the king, they had to find, you know, the, the, you know, these days, they, well, you know, they didn't have photos of them, so they would look for the guy that had the royal ring on, right? So the king gave everyone in the country permission to wear this greatest silver ring that was the royal ring of Latvia, and that would confuse the uh, invaders. We would know who's the king. How do we know how when we de- how do we know when we've defeated Latvia? And this time managed to confuse the invaders for several hundred years. However, such tactic does not have the influence to, well, to thwart the enemy tonight, which is the Slovakians. Now, I got nothing against the Slovakians. they're a good, decent, beer drinking people. And just the other night when they were playing the Czech, I was cheering for the Slovakians because well. They deserve a, I did say too. When Czech and Slovakia split up, and again, I probably told you this already, the Czech Republic inherited all the hockey history, and so the uh, Slovakians have, to, have had to come up the hard way to re qualify themselves to play at the big boy table. But at 5 nothing, going into the third period, ah, we just need Latvia to put one or two in the net, and this place will erupt. So, so whatever, whatever you're cheering for, you got to give a little love. Uh, this is a tiny country along the, in the Baltic Republic, along with Estonia and Lithuania, that uh, for years they've sort of lived in the shadows of totalitarian regimes. And now they're out and they're telling the world like, hey, we're something too. So here you go, Latvia. you have got one more fan in me. Olympic outsider out from Vancouver. Go, Latvia. Boy, hold on. Let me pull on my Latvian champs. They're with me. They're written on the back of a napkin. Hold on. Here they come. Sore, 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 sore. Hey, Latvia. There's your one. Then you got the ole, 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 Latvia. Uzbara. And then their goalie. the goalie's got a special chant. Malaskis Kamuris. Muris? Malaskis Kamuris. That's for Edgars. Malak, Masalakis, Masalakis, Masalakis. Ah, and the accent is on the first syllable. So there you go. Oh, here's Dan. So before I let you go, Dan, you got anything to say to the Latvian fans? And you, by, by your experience hanging with the Latvians? Salve Latvija. Uh... There you go.